You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, thanks for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. This is going to be episode 33, which is going to cover primarily nothing but movies. Normally there's a little mix of movies, shows, whatever, but this time there's just a shitload of stuff that has to do with movies. Um, and so we're just going to kind of delve into a lot of the cool shit that's uh, happening over the past couple of weeks. So, um,. The first topic is a little bit of movie speculation um, that I saw in an article on uh, CheatCheat.com. And basically what the theory is, is that whether or not all of Stan Lee's appearances in all of the uh, Marvel MCU is more than just simple cameos. Um, Basically what fans are saying is whether or not uh, Stan Lee has an actual purpose or character in all of the Marvel MCU movies as the Watcher. And uh, basically what it's explaining is that there's a character named Watu. Um, the Watcher is part of an alien race whose job it is to keep an eye on significant events um, that take place through history um, but never intervenes. And so that would explain why you always see him in a lot of important plot points in the movie um, where, you know, characters are, uh, you know, getting into the action or whatever, and he's always present for them. Obviously, when stuff is happening of importance, he's present, which would kind of explain, you know, that role as the Watcher, recording significant, um, you know, points in time. Uh, The other thing is, too, is that, you know, kind of to go along with this fan theory is that uh, obviously, he's not just in cameos that are related to, like, Disney. Um, he's been uh, making appearances in all Marvel MCU-related movies across every uh, movie studio. So, uh, the other theory is is that, obviously, he's the constant factor in all of the Marvel MCU as it relates to, like, his appearances. And that uh, maybe uh, this can be construed to mean that uh, all the different movie studios are operating. um, You know, obviously they're in different continuities and therefore they're alternate dimensions. And the Watcher is responsible for keeping a close eye on all of these various timelines as they exist simultaneously. So... Um, you know, I mean, what do you think when you read this fan theory? Like, do you think it's plausible that he's been making all of these cameos this whole time and that it's just, uh, you know, he, he just hasn't been named as the character, the Watcher? Or do you think that, uh, you know, this is just like a, well thought out theory that like really doesn't have a heck of a lot of basis other than he just appears in all of them I think people had too much time on their hands he's old I mean if they are going to do anything with that he's going to die and then what are you going to do with it I just think 
it's his, you know, it's his business. And, you know, either he asked to be put in the movies or maybe somebody did it once to be kind. And then he enjoyed doing it, so then everyone else did it. And it's just a fun little thing. You go to a Marvel movie, and at some point you expect to see Stanley in there. And it's just, it's just something that you see. I don't, I don't think he's actually put in there to be somebody other than it's Stanley in a Marvel movie being some you know weird guy in the you know I don't know a two second part he does I mean it does bring up a lot of good points and it does you know have some basis where you know it could be legitimate I mean the character itself is it's uh you know not something that's you know super important as it relates to obviously like you know getting involved in battles you know i mean the purpose is is to record you know important points in history and never intervene so you know in that in that instance uh you know he's doing just that so i don't know i think that uh you know there's a good a good chance that it it could be but um i mean maybe you're right maybe people are just looking a little bit too closely into that. Uh, I mean, personally, I think that, you know, they bring up a good point. So, I don't know. I think it's more likely to be true. I mean, because I think a lot of people would be totally okay with him having that role as a character in the MCU. Like, I don't see anybody being like, what? Like, I think people would be like, holy shit, really? That whole time? It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they do like uh, hologram versions of Tupac, you know, at a concert. I'm sure if he passed away, they would do like hologram versions of Stanley. That's crazy. Still starring in fucking movies and stuff. <laughs> um, so uh, the next thing is um, whether or not Peter Parker might die in Spider-Man Homecoming, which when you listen to that, you think to yourself, that's absurd. You know, they're kind of trying to reboot this, you know, whole whole franchise. They're working with Sony to try to get this, you know, thing started again. You know, obviously they had to, you know, do a little bit of work to get Spider-Man, you know, put in the Civil War. So, like, why would they go and do that? Um, this story found on Inverse.com and uh, the point that was brought up that actually does make a lot of sense is that uh, Miles Morales ends up taking the helm of Spider-Man and Donald Glover has been cast for that role. Now, why would they cast somebody as Miles Morales if there's not plans relatively soon in order for him to actually play Spider-Man? You know, so... I don't know. I mean, it seems like way too soon you know to be already talking about spider-man's death when we're already you know we haven't even had the uh you know this this uh new spider-man homecoming come out yet uh i mean i guess one theory could be that they're casting him as miles morales to introduce him into the homecoming movie as a character that exists in the storyline for spider-man to maybe either possibly die in homecoming and open the door 
for basically Donald Glover to step in and assume the role as, you know, Miles Morales Spider-Man, or whether or not you just see him in the storyline, and then obviously there's another movie that involves Spider-Man where Spider-Man dies. And then obviously we know that Miles Morales being, uh, you know, or knowing Peter Parker or being in the storyline or whatever is going to kind of seamlessly kind of slide him into that role. I mean, which one do you think is the more likely version of events that's going to take place It would explain why he's already been cast? Well, Spider-Man movies tend to come in threes, so I really doubt that they're going to kill him off in the first one. Peter Parker, I doubt it very much. More than likely, they're going to have Donald Glover come in so you see him and you get to know him. And with the Marvel Universe doing... You know how they're switching everybody yeah. to be somebody else. They probably just cast them because, like everything that has to do with the new Fifty Two, that they're well, kind of now. That's DC. Well, not not fuck. Why did I say new Fifty Two? But yeah, how they're um, you know basically you know making men women. Yeah. Women men. Because I mean they already made Spider Man Miles Morales in the comic book, so I mean. They're probably just getting ready to do the shift in the movies, too. So right. why not... Introduce the diversity in the roles in the MCU now. And I'm ready for Donald Glover. I approve of that casting. <laughs> All for that one. Why? I'm a fan. Of what? Donald Glover. You know, when he... Because he's childish, you know. <laughs> I know. Well, he I was, was. I was waiting for that, yeah. He was. He doesn't rap under that anymore. He decided to move away from that. But I was a big fan. Still am a big fan. And if you watch Atlanta, his show on FX right now, that's a really good show. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing that out there. Big Donald Glover fan. Anyways. <laughs> she was like a huge like Childish Gambino fan. I was like, who the fuck's Childish Gambino? And she's like, it's this dude. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And it's rap for intelligent people. Yeah, it's super intelligent. It it, it is. Not. <laughs> no, I he don't. doesn't just rap about regular <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's smart. Like you really have to listen to it. Yeah, it's deep. Anyway. No, I'm fucking. <laughs> you know, it sucks. Like when you're like you know always like a condescending asshole, because <laughs> when you're trying to be like semi sincere about something. You're still catching shit for it. I'm over here like, okay, yeah, it, it is smart. Like, it is fucking deep. And she's over here like, fuck you. Fuck you. It is, it is, it is. I'm like, I know, I know. So, I, I, I mean, that would be cool either way. I mean, it would be a total shock if, you know, for whatever reason, Spider-Man did end up, you know, biting the fucking dust like that soon. It would be like, holy shit. You yeah, know. I just I don't think so. I think they're probably just gonna you know work them in first and then do the transition. However, they're gonna do it. Yeah. I don't think he's just gonna drop dead in his first big movie. Um, so moving on to another movie um, that's basically in development right now is um, Spawn. Uh, the creator of Spawn is basically promising a dark R-rated scary badass movie. Um, this story is um, from joeblow.com, but it's spelled J-O-B-L-O.com. That's neato. Um, that just looks like a really wonky way to spell, like, blowjob. Like, you look at it, and it's just like, <laughs> the I don't know, the letters are there. It's just, I don't know. The wonk factor is high. Huh? 
I don't know. I just saw that, and I was like, I don't see Joe Blow. Like, I just, I don't know. Ooh, it could be Joe Blow. I mean, it could be, like, Tomato Tomato. Like, it could be just some other shit. I don't know. And we're just calling it Joe Blow, and somebody's over there, like, you know, that actually is running the website, and they're like, it's Joe Blow! It's Joe Blow! I don't know. No, right. Anyway. Anyways. So, um, there's a 90s version of Spawn, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, Amanda's, I'm not. Amanda's not. I am. <laughs> um, I thought the original movie was okay. Um, I know a lot of people don't uh, approve of it. I would say it's kind of like a 50-50. There are people who thought it could have been significantly better. There are people who thought it could have been significantly worse. Um, you know, I kind of felt that there was really a middle ground to it. I mean, obviously, this is a 90s movie, and so you take that and you think of all the other movies that got murdered as far as superhero movies go. And so when you take that with a grain of salt, I think that Spawn did okay. Now, obviously, Spawn as a cartoon, as a comic book, can do significantly cooler things than we saw in the original. And obviously with technology and, you know, uh, graphic graphics and all this shit that um there's gonna be some cool shit that we're gonna see in this movie the potential is extremely high for it and i am hoping um that they do this movie justice if you're not familiar with the original spawn movie um try to find it i mean i don't know if it'll end up being on netflix or amazon prime or you know fucking what is it like voodoo i mean there's like a million places where you can get you know streaming movies these days um but definitely try um Check it out. Um, I thought that, again, it was pretty good. I'm going to end up having to look it up myself anyways to, you know, give a, uh, give Amanda uh, a look-see at the movie and, you know, see what she thinks so she can compare the original to the remake. It's not one... It's not so good of a movie that you're kind of like, oh, well, it's not as good as the original. Like, there's room for improvement. You're not going to, like, go see the, like, the, the, the new one and be like, uh... You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's definitely room for improvement. Unlike, like, something like the Ninja Turtles or fucking Ghostbusters. You don't fuck with those <laughs> franchises. Moving on. Um, I mean, as far as what as far as far what I hope for, uh, I mean, generally, I mean, I think what most fans would hope for is that they just kind of stick with a storyline um, that is reminiscent of the comics, that they don't venture too far off of, like, you know origins or like you know what you expect from from the characters themselves um you know so as long as they can kind of just kind of stick to the script of you know what people expect without getting too hollywood and trying to remake who did what or how so-and-so died or what the origin of this dude was or you know do any of that kind of shit as long as they can just basically stick to that stuff without like throwing that hollywood spin on it i'll be okay with it Obviously that and, you know, that they actually put a reasonable amount of money into the movie to, like, produce something well. You know, as opposed to kind of going into it half-ass, not giving it quite the attention or money it needs. And then, you know, just kind of hoping to, like, bank on the superhero shit only to not be successful because they didn't give it, like, a full go. Hmm. You know? I'd, I'd be disappointed if they kind of went into it, like, half-heartedly and just ruined it. <clears throat> So, um, on to another movie that I would be super excited to see, more so than Spawn, is Ron Perlman 
in a Hellboy 3. Uh, basically, he posted on Twitter that um, he was working on Hellboy 3. Now, you ask yourself, working on as in he's acting and they're fucking producing the movie? Not necessarily. Uh, basically, he's interested in doing this movie. He's working on trying to get the movie made. He's let it be known that he wants to reprise his role as Hellboy. But right now, Legendary Pictures is basically dragging their feet. And there is no plan for any sort of production. But, you know, Ron Perlman isn't basically leaving anything to question whether or not he's interested in the role. He certainly is. And so whether or not we'll actually see him in Hellboy 3 anytime soon, you know, who knows at this point. Um, obviously, he's not getting any younger. Um, I mean, but Hellboy is a very makeup-heavy role. I mean, he can be looking older and, you know, just throw all that fucking red suit on there and his big <laughs> hand and his fucking huge gun, and he'll be good to go. I mean, because, I mean, obviously, it's his features, you know, in the makeup that, you know, make him Hellboy. He's got a very unique look. So, I mean... Shit, Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking redid, uh, like, when he was in Terminator Salvation and they needed him for all the damn, uh, you know, robots that were, like, versions of himself and they managed to, like, CGI him to make him look, like, super young and shit. Yeah. Like, it could totally be done. I mean, they did it for fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. They made him look like he was 25 years old again. But you he's know. Arnold. Fucking Ron Perlman. He's been in all kinds of good shit. Hand of God? Amazon Prime? Come on. He's done all kinds... He's done yes, a lot of... Yes, but he's not Arnold. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. But still, I mean, there's... And if the movie studio doesn't even want to make the movie, you think they're going to put the money up to try and but put I, the but, extra... But what I'm saying is, in theory, they could. Would they have to? Probably not, because, I mean, he's going to be under all that makeup anyways. It's not going to be terribly difficult to make him look young with all of the Hellboy makeup in place. I mean... Really, I think it just comes down to, like, wear and tear on his body. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stunts that go into that movie. It's a very physical role. Well, stunt doubles. I know. But I'm saying he's still going to have to do some shit. He's not going to have everything be stunt doubles. He might have to. He's getting kind of (laughs) old. He's fucking fragile. I don't know. I don't know if he's that fragile. I mean, he's still, like, a pretty fucking built dude for being as old as he is. I guess. He's got a lot of old man strength, you can tell, He's one of those guys Old that man can... strength? Is that, like, retard strength? No, he's the motherfucker that, like... He can, like, definitely, like, open a pickle jar easy. You know, somebody's having a hard time with a pickle jar, and he's just like, pop! Wow. <laughs> There's no arthritis there. <laughs> um, you know, personally, I mean, if he really wanted to have the movie made, and he wanted to show, like, Legendary that, like, people want the movie, why not try to fucking crowdfund it? Fucking throw it on... Um, you know, throw it on one of those websites to do some sort of crowdfund and try to be like, all right, look, fuckers, if you guys don't want to make the movie, I'm going to try to set like a $5 million goal or some shit. And if I can fucking, you know, raise this much money, you know, you motherfuckers got to match it or something like that. I mean, it's possible, you know, especially if, you know, I mean, and obviously we need, you know, Guillermo del Toro on board for this, uh, for Hellboy 3. I think, you know, obviously he's the dude, you know, to have for this, uh, for this movie, but, um, I mean, something like that isn't impractical or unheard of, uh, you know, a perfect example would be Super Troopers 2. 
Super Troopers was a fantastic movie, and you would think that they would have no problems making a Super Trooper 2, but they did. So what they do? They fucking took their movie ideas online and posted it as a crowdfunding thing. Basically said, hey look, bare minimum movie, we're going to need at least $3 million. You know, for every other million, there's going to be all this extra shit. You know, and hopefully, you know, if we can get X amount of money, then it's going to be super action-packed and we're going to do all this crap. And they ended up fucking raising, like, $5 million. I mean, like, well above what they'd asked for fast. I mean, it was only, like, fucking three days or something, and they'd raised, is uh, you know, all the money they needed to make their film. And so now their film is being made, and from what I understand is it should be done fairly soon. So, um, you know, something like that you know, could get done. If he really wants to make the movie, he's going to have to put a little fucking footwork into it, you know, if he really wants it done, you know, be able to negotiate something like that with him. I mean, again, it really depends on how much people want this movie, you know, because somebody might be like, they're owned by Legendary. Why? What, this fucking movie studio has all kinds of money. How come they're not paying for it? Like, why are you coming to us to pay to make the movie and then expecting us to come back and fucking buy a ticket to watch the movie? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, this is... I mean, a lot of this shit has to do with the fans. I mean, a good example is, like, Firefly. People love Firefly. It got canceled anyways. But there was still so much support for Firefly as a television show and still has a huge following to this day. Alan Tiddick and Nathan Fillion getting all kinds of love, like, years and years later that, you know, they were able to muster enough interest you know from people basically crying out for like an ending to firefly that we got serenity you know so again these things are possible and i hope that something like that ends up happening um now we're moving on to um updates related to man of steel 2 um not necessarily in terms of like content more like updates on like where it is um, this is uh, through ChiChi.com, and uh, basically the story is saying that the movie's now in active development. I guess that means like they're kind of like getting all their shit together and like what it is they're actually going to be doing with the movie. Um, there's no director for the movie yet, so I mean that tells you that it's not necessarily off the ground, but they're at least moving forward with stuff. I mean at this point, it looks like the projected release date's probably going to be sometime in 2019. Um, which is most likely. The thing is, is that the two dates that are open for this movie um, are October 25th or November 1st. Now, whether or not they're actually going to use either of those release dates for Superman, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because a lot of these types of movies are usually coming out during, like, I don't know, holiday weekends or summer block. You know, it's like a summer blockbuster kind of movie. So, I mean, they could end up shuffling around another movie to, you know, basically compensate for the second, you know, Man of Steel movie. Um, and the one thing that I got from uh, this story is that uh, basically the movie studio is looking to correct any issues that they saw people complain about with Batman vs. Superman. Um, what that means exactly... What do you, I mean, what do you think they mean when they're talking about, like, fixing issues that people had? I thought that people had a lot of complaints about Batman more than Superman, huh? They had a lot of issues with the movie. They thought it sucked. Like, it was really dark and 
I don't know. See, the thing is, like, I don't know. I mean, was it really that dark? I mean, kind of, but I don't think it was... I mean, it's not fucking Spawn dark. I mean, it's... It's... I mean, to me, it was almost refreshing because how many upbeat super mo- superhero movies can you have? Like, I mean, does every single fucking movie have to have, like, a happy ending? Like, you know, does every single situation you know, have to be, like, super lighthearted with lots of jokes and shit. Like, to me, you know, superhero movies, obviously you want that connection, and you, you know, you do want some lightheart, you know, lightheartedness to it, but at the same time, like, do you want every movie to be, like, a carbon copy of itself? Here's this formula, let's put this movie into the jar, and let's shake it up and fucking pour it out. You know, to me, it seemed like they're, they... You know, obviously DC was trying to do something different. I mean, could they have done some, you know, some, uh, you know, things better with certain parts of the movie? Like, certainly they could have. But at the same time, they're not, they weren't trying to be, I don't think they were trying to be Marvel. I think they were trying to maybe match the success of Marvel unsuccessfully. But, I mean, I think they were trying to, you know, find their own place that's the problem people went into it thinking they were gonna go see a marvel movie and obviously it's not the the humor isn't isn't there it's not gonna be there so people need to quit looking for it but as far as the dates of the movies i think it makes perfect sense for them to pick one of those because they're not gonna have any competition so if people want to go see a, a superhero movie what else are they going to see but Superman because that's what's there. Yeah. And around that time frame, the only other things that are really going to be out more more than likely are going to be some type of scary movie since that's a Halloween, basically a Halloween time frame. Which and makes if, a shit ton of sense now that you're saying that. And if people don't like scary movies, which a lot of people don't, or people have kids, they're probably going to go take them to see Superman instead. Which, yeah, it might be dark. But it's not as dark as a scary movie. That's true. Well, Helen, I mean, now that you say, now that you say that, I mean, I can kind of see that, especially for like a November opening. For November opening, obviously they can open semi strong, and as you would kind of start to see over like a week or two, them kind of start to die out. It might pick up again because then you're talking about Thanksgiving, and you're starting to get into the holidays, and so people are off and they're going to the movies for the weekends with family or something like that, and they could see like a small uptick. You know, where they could, you know, potentially be doing, like, pretty well for themselves in the November time slot. Obviously, in October, it's super close to Halloween. Um, Theaters could drag out having that movie for at least a month. Yeah. So, no, that makes perfect sense now that you mention that. I mean, as far as, like, what you're hoping, you know, the movie will, like, be about or cover, I don't really know. Um... I mean, I know that there's potential for certain situations being that Superman died because there were, like, different variations of Superman or even, like, evil variations of Superman. I mean, what I think they'll do with it, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they'll go that route just because talking about the Justice League coming out pretty soon. Obviously, there's not going to be an evil version or fucking multiple versions of Superman in a a Justice League role. Um, I haven't, like reviewed a lot of superman's history and origins after his death i mean i read them a long time ago and i haven't reread them since so like my 
memory is kind of fuzzy on like all the different dynamics of all the different variations of Superman that happened after his death. I mean, I do recall like a lot of the different versions that existed, but like in what order or like, you know, how they, you know, went about or, you know, what changed about it. Um, not super familiar just because it's been a really long time. So I don't know. I mean, really, as far as what I hope, I just hope it turns out well. I just hope they do a good job. I mean, I like the first one. I thought the first one was great. I think if they can just basically, I mean, not necessarily, um, I mean, obviously it's not going to be similar to the original because the original is kind of like, you know, explaining like his origins and shit and we're not going to really cover that in A Man of Steel 2. Um, I just kind of liked that with the original Man of Steel that it was to me raw kind of like the uh, the Batman movies that Christopher Nolan made and so um, I just kind of hope that it kind of has that feel to it I mean I guess I could say the same thing for you know even the Batman directed Batman solo film you know, Ben Affleck's a good actor, so I'm pretty, and a director, so I'm pretty sure it'll end up being decent. But I mean, I guess I'm hoping Superman's kind of in that same realm. But again, that's possibly going to be a more serious, dark movie that I'm hoping right. is being made, which, again, people kind of hated. So I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Yes, it'll depend how the Justice League works out. Yeah. So, uh,. Moving on, we, uh, I saw this story, and I don't know, uh, I mean, we're gonna just touch on this really briefly, I mean, I could, I guess we could talk about this for an extremely long time, but, um, just to keep it, uh, reasonably short, um, this was also a story on Cheat Sheet, and, um, basically the article is saying, or asking whether or not, um, Star Wars prequels should be rebooted. Um, I mean, what do you think? Like, having seen all the prequels, I mean, what do you think, uh, you know, Disney should do in terms of entertaining the thought on remaking prequels? No. They shouldn't. Because what would be the point? I mean, they're done. It's just everyone likes to remake everything, get off that train. They don't need to be remade. And if you... I mean, the way the, the movies are going right now, more than likely they're going to be remade anyways because, I mean, look at the last movie that they just did. It was pretty much like a redo of some of the movies that have already been done. They just put new faces on it, so... You're talking about how they were comparing it to Episode Four. Yes. <laughs> and And so, I don't know, I mean... Basically, the article moves on basically saying that they couldn't do it even if they wanted to because the uh, the prequels are basically like already part of like Star Wars canon in terms of like where the story goes. I think theoretically they could do it. Um, you know, obviously it wouldn't it, it couldn't waver very much on the storyline from the original. Um, you know, could they improve on it? I mean, probably. But all in all, I think the prequels were pretty good. I mean, I think we could have done without Jar Jar. 
Um, you know, I think there could have been, um, you know, some other elements that could have been done a little better. And, I mean, obviously, like, I can't think of the guy's name that played Anakin Skywalker, but, you know, you hear all kinds of Hayden bullshit. Christensen. Yeah, Hayden Christensen, you know, that, like, he didn't do a very good job and that his shit was kind of robotic. Um, but you kind of had, like, Kristen Stewart face, but for dudes. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like... Ugh. Or you just like like too in pain at some points, and you're just like, "What's wrong with your face? Like, fix it." Yeah. But it wasn't horrible. I mean, yeah. get over it. It's like if there's a thorn in your boot, take your boot off and take the thorn out of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. So I mean, there are certain elements that could be done better. The thing is, though, is that at this point, I mean, even though it's not quite like the original trilogy, um, you know, to some people, obviously, that kind of grew up, you know, what, you know, going to long lines for those releases it is in some way kind of a classic in its own right now and so to like remake those characters into other characters that aren't like i don't know that aren't the characters that you see when you think of like uh obi-wan and when you think of qui-gon Jin and um well fuck samuel jackson <laughs> you know <laughs> you know when you think of these characters um you know like mace you know mace windu you're just uh you're asking yourself, you know, is it is it really worth it? And I, I honestly don't think it is. I do agree with Amanda. They should leave that shit alone. I mean, whether or not there was ever any serious uh, thought into doing that, I mean, there probably isn't any. And it's probably somebody that's like, you know, what if? And it's like, no, leave that shit alone. It's kind of like the Ghostbusters. Leave the fucking Ghostbusters alone. Don't so, do it. I'm going to keep going back to Ghostbusters on why certain shit shouldn't be done. Don't do it. So, um... You know, there was a, a movie um, trailer that I actually just kind of came across. It wasn't really um, on my radar, but uh, I saw the movie trailer, and it seems super cool. Um, it's a movie called Passengers. Um, we're going to be posting it on our Facebook and probably, like, uh, tweeting it out um, on uh, our Twitter, uh, which we'll um, give you at the end of the show. Um the movie stars Chris Pratt and also has Jennifer Lawrence in it. Obviously, two very popular actors right now. They're everything they're touching is fucking gold. You know, Chris Pat Chris Pratt's been in like a shit ton of awesome movies. Fucking Jurassic Park, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, isn't he like? Isn't he casting like Indiana Jones and shit too? Yes. You know, he's 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 fucking he's fucking a-list superstardom right now then you know obviously jennifer lawrence i mean who doesn't know the fuck jennifer lawrence is she's been in a shit ton of great movies she's an oscar-winning actress so um honestly i think them together is gonna be i think as good as like uh, jennifer lawrence and um god damn it what's his name from bradley Silver cooper. yeah i think i think them together is probably gonna be as good as like a jennifer lawrence bradley cooper um co-starring role because i thought uh you know jennifer lawrence and bradley cooper did a good job you know being in some of the movies they've been in so far like as far as just kind of like i don't it, like the vibe seemed like it was there and like from what i can see from the movie trailer it kind of seemed like just from the brief like three or four minute like official movie trailer it seemed like they it seems good like the chemistry seems like it's there i mean obviously when we actually go see the movie we'll figure out whether or not like my assessment was correct or whether or not um you know i was completely full of shit um 
the movie, uh, it basically shows them uh, on a ship, uh, traveling through space. They're going to a destination that's basically like a hundred years away. They're going to end up in another dimension, basically in another century, uh, traveling with a shit ton of other people. They're basically like in a hypersleep. Um, they're... The Earth looks like it's crumbling, but it looks like, you know, people are basically, you know, like, moving out into the stars and the different solar systems because the Earth looks like it's dying. And, uh, you know, basically the premise of the movie is, is that they get knocked out of their hypersleep 90 years too soon. They've only been in hypersleep for 10 years. They're the only two people that are awake on the ship. And then a bunch of shit starts happening. And so you don't see whether or not there's any sort of, like, intelligent life element that's you know, messing with their stuff, whether or not there's some sort of sabotage, whether or not, like, the AI robots in this, um, you know, that you see in the trailer have anything to do with it. it. There's a lot of questions, you know, when you watch the movie trailer. It seems very dramatic, like it's something that you'd want to see, but at the same time, you ask yourself, like, well, we know they're trying to get somewhere, but, like, is it sabotage? Is the ship just fucking failing? Like, what? I mean... What well, there thoughts? was a shot of, like, dudes. Like, official-looking dudes. Hmm. So, it looked like someone else was running the show. Like, it wasn't just them on a ship. Like, you know, it looked like someone somewhere was... Right. Controlling. Like maybe I don't know. Were, Like, maybe there were... Well, in, in, in... You know, right when it's kind of, like, fading to... You know, the credits after the trailer, he's based... Chris Pratt's character is basically saying that they were woken up for a reason. You know, so what reason that is, who knows? Who Did somebody wake them up? Like, was have it, to watch the movie to find out. Yeah, was it predetermined that they were supposed to wake up? Yeah, you're going to have to go watch the movie and find those things out. Does it look like a movie that we want to see? Uh, most definitely. A mo- that definitely looks like a super cool movie. Uh, you know, based on the images that I saw, it's probably going to be worthy of like an IMAX or even IMAX 3D um, I always like to see movies that have to do with like space and stuff like in a huge screen in 3D just adds a little extra element to it so um, definitely go see uh, pretty much one of the last uh, topics or like yeah, more or less the last topic is uh, Keanu Reeves is doing a new movie it's supposed to be coming out soon. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I already know that John Wick 2 is coming out February 10th. And I'm like, which I'm totally fucking pumped about. And I'm totally going to go see. Because I watch a shit out of the original John Wick whenever I get a chance. Because the movie's amazing. It's true. Um, So I'm thinking, alright, yeah, I already know John Wick 2 is coming out. Then I find out from this uh, website, OuterPlaces.com, that Keanu Reeves is actually making a movie called replicas and i'm like why the fuck didn't i hear about this i'm an all things keanu reeve dude yeah it's also true yeah so i'm over here like all right what's this shit about and it basically says um the movie's currently shooting which started last month and it should be out sometime in 2017 which is cool i get two keanu movies in one fucking year that's an a plus and it will um he'll be playing a character called will foster um who it says is a daring synthetic biologist and then the movie synopsis um which i which i pulled off uh it might have been imdb 
says, after a car accident kills his family, a daring neuroscientist will stop at nothing to bring them back, uh, even if it means putting himself against a government-controlled laboratory, a police task force, and the physical laws of science. Now, what Amanda caught when I read this to her is, okay, is he a synthetic biologist or is he a neuroscientist? And I'm like, maybe he's both. I mean, maybe he's both. It's Keanu Reeves. They both say daring in front of him. Exactly. He could be a neuroscientist that just happens to have minored in synthetic biology. Because everybody has the time to do both. (laughs) Hey, it's Keanu Reeves. If you put a pair of little glasses on his nose, he looks hella intelligent. So there's that. Um, I'm excited to see this movie. I mean, you kind of read... The movie synopsis, and I think some people probably be like, "Oh, that sounds cheesy. That definitely sounds like a Keanu movie. He's gonna—he's <laughs> a scientist, and he's gonna, you know, fight against a government laboratory, and he's gonna go up against a police task force, and all of a sudden he's an action star when he's supposed to be like this super intelligent scientist. Like, er, it's like, you know what? If you go to the movies for like absolute realism, then I don't know. Why I mean, are you going to the movies? Yeah, like that's so retarded. I mean, you go to the movies to get an escape to see. To see cool shit you might not otherwise see. I mean, how realistic is it that fucking, you know, the Incredible Hulk got fucking douched with gamma rays and all of a sudden he's a fucking being that can transform into a tiny little midget man who all of a sudden gets angry and fucking starts destroying cities. That's so unrealistic. You know Oh, what I mean? it's probably some kind of... It's a symbol for people's rage and you're supposed <laughs> to look at the symbolism and not the... Yeah, the Whatever. Symbolism. I don't know. I can't speak liberal. Like, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be cool. Um, from what I from what I've read, obviously, I'll be happy to see a, a movie trailer. Um, that would be tits. So, kind of a you know wait for that and hope for the best. But in the meantime, John Wick coming in February. How pumped are you? I'm pumped. You're pumped. Saw a little poster. Obviously, nobody better fuck with his dog. He got a dog at the end of the first movie. Nobody better mess with that dog. Or it's a death sentence. So somebody's gonna mess with the dog. I don't know. He might have a cat now too. They might kill his they might try to kill his cat. All I know is they can't fuck with his car or his animals. <laughs> animals or his car and you are fucked. So with that said, somebody's uh... I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> we could go off on that. Fucking John Wick. He even won in the fucking, like, you know, Keanu's versus Keanu's when we were at, you know, Phoenix well, Comic There's no way he wasn't going to win that. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but anyway. But that's pretty much our show. We'll be posting the Passengers trailer on our Facebook page. Um, that's at uh, um, That Conversationalist. Uh, we will also post it on Twitter, which is at That Conversationalist on uh, Twitter. Um you can email us at uh, thatconversationalist at gmail.com. If you're listening to us, we'll either be on SoundCloud, which you can check out at That Conversationalist, or you can uh, search us under Conversationalist on iTunes and download us. Uh, leave us a comment or a review. We'd appreciate it. Um, so thanks for listening. This is episode 33. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hey. Saying see you later, thank you, and good night. Bye. Bye.